Hello friends, I'm Marissa Blackwood and welcome to All Things Murder. Welcome to All Things Murder, the show that dives into real true crime cases that inspired pop culture movies and shows we know today. I'm Marissa Blackwood, and if you haven't seen Netflix's show The Watcher, I absolutely recommend that you do. When I tell you guys that I went down a rabbit hole after watching this show, because I wanted to find out who The Watcher was, but did you guys know that the show was actually inspired by true events? Oh yes. The Watcher was based off what happened to Marie and Derek Broaddus when they moved into 657 Boulevard. Listener's discretion is advised. If you're a fan of horror movies or true crime, or perhaps both like myself, don't forget to like and subscribe. Also, don't forget to check us out on YouTube at All Things Murder. New episodes on Thursdays. Okay, so if you haven't seen the show The Watcher, it is still on Netflix. And I advise that you watch with caution. Because you will become obsessed with it and go down the rabbit hole, just like I did, to figure out who The Watcher was. But before the show and my obsession, we go back to where it all started back in June of 2014, where couple Maria and Derek Brodus moved into their dream house at 657 Boulevard in Westfield, New Jersey. But as the couple was preparing to settle into the $1.3 million house with their three kids, they received a disturbing note in the mail. The letter, which was typed and came three days after the family completed the sale on the house and was addressed to the new owner of the home in thick, clunky letters. The letter read, Dearest new neighbor of 657 Boulevard, Allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood. How did you end up here? Did 657 Boulevard call to you with its force within? 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now, and as it approaches its 110th birthday, I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s, and my father watched in the 1960s. It is now my time. Who am I? There are hundreds and hundreds of cars that drive by 657 Boulevard each day. Maybe I am in one. Look at all the windows you can see from 657 Boulevard. Maybe I am in one. Look out any of the many windows in 657 Boulevard at all the people who stroll by each day. Maybe I am one. You have children. I have seen them. So far I think there are three that I have counted. Do you need to fill the house with the young blood I requested? better for me? Was your old house too small for the growing family, or was it greed to bring me your children? Once I know their names, I will call to them and draw them to me. The sender also signed the letter with The Watcher in a cursive font. Sketchy, sketchy, sketchy. Now before they bought what is now known as the Watcher House in 2014, the Broadduses were a fairly average suburban family. Marie Broaddus had grown up in Westfield, New Jersey, just blocks away from 657 Boulevard. Located about 45 minutes from New York City, the town of Westfield was just a sleepy suburb 
where the biggest gossip before this whole Watcher thing happened was the collapse of a local Trader Joe's roof. Yeah. Hey, man. You hear the roof? Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna go back to Polo or something, you know? Like nothing was going on in that town. After they received the letter, the family contacted the previous owners of the home, which I also would have done, John and Andrea Woods, who told them they had only received one letter from the Watcher in the 23 years they lived in the house, but they threw it away because it was sent days before they moved out. I said, what's the big deal? It's just a letter, man. Don't worry, we only got one from a creepy guy. When the Woods and the Broadus family told the police about the letters, the officers instructed them to keep quiet as all of their neighbors were now suspects. The Broadus family, who still did not move into their new home, received a second letter two weeks later. The letter also contained personal information about the family, including their surname, their children's birth order, and their children's nicknames. I would have already wanted a refund from the first letter. Now this? Come on. The letter also noted how the watcher saw the family's daughter painting on an enclosed porch space. Quote, Is she the artist in the family? The watcher wrote. The letter continued. It has been many years and years since the young blood ruled the hallways of the house. Have you found all of the secrets it holds yet? Will the young blood play in the basement? Or are they too afraid to go down there alone? I would be very afraid if I were them. It is far away from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs, you would never hear them scream. Will they sleep in the attic? Or will you all sleep on the second floor? Who has the bedroom facing the street? I'll know as soon as you move in. It'll help me to know who is in which room. Then I can plan better. After receiving this letter, Maria and Derek stopped bringing their kids to the house, halting all plans to move in, causing a third letter to read. Where have you gone to? 657 Boulevard is missing you. No, no. I want a refund. I am not moving into some creepy house with some creepy letters. No, thank you. No, no. The website Neighborhood Scout listed this as one of the top 30 safest communities in America in 2014, and as of 2019, it had a median household income of $159,000. But this suburb has seen other horrors in the past. In the show, there is a character named John Graff, okay? John Graff is a man who murdered his entire family and then just disappeared. Well, get this. In 1970, a man named John Liss infamously murdered his wife, his mom, and three of their kids in their Westfield home. But that was a horrifying crime scene, you know, it was distant memory for the town. Most people felt secure in their community. They didn't even lock their doors. I'm from Michigan, okay? I know if I tell people I'm from Michigan, they automatically assume I'm from like 8 Mile. No, I lived in the suburbs, thank you very much. But I still locked my door. Like, not locking their doors around here. A little weird. Now, Derek, on the other hand, he grew up in a main working-class family. He had some humble beginnings. He worked his way up to a position as a senior VP 
at a Manhattan insurance company. So can you just imagine how upset this man is? He has worked his way to the top and then he bought an awesome million dollar house and look what happens, he gets harassed by some creepy person. Like, come on. The renovations to 657 Boulevard included a new alarm system were finished within a few months. But the idea of moving in obviously filled this family with overwhelming anxiety, as I'm sure all of us would feel if we were in the same position. I mean, they were thinking, could they even let their kids play outside? Or could their kids have friends over? Would they get a new letter every week? It did not help that the Watcher seemed to getting more and more unhinged. Quote, 657 Boulevard is turning on me. It is coming after me. I don't understand why. What spell did you cast on it? It used to be my friend, and now it is my enemy. I am in charge of 657 Boulevard. It is not in charge of me. I will fend off its bad things and wait for it to become good again. It will not punish me. I will rise again. I will be patient and wait for this to pass, and for you to bring the young blood back to me. 657 Boulevard needs young blood. It needs you. Come back. Let the young blood play again like I once did. Yet the young blood sleep in 657 Boulevard. Stop changing it and let it alone. Hell no. Oh, thank you. Deeply troubled by the letters, the family continued to reach out to police. Hey, do you have a lead? Still getting letters from a creepy dude would really like an update. A detective, Leonard Lugo, led the investigation. For a time, he suspected that their next-door neighbor, Michael Langford, who also was diagnosed with schizophrenia, was a suspect. However, DNA found on one of the envelopes indicated that a woman had sealed them with her saliva, and the sample did not match anyone in the Langford home. Interesting. Furthermore, Michael Langford denied any involvement, and his family, of course, backed him up, saying there was no way that he could write such threatening notes. No, Michael did do. Look somewhere else, Sheriff. Okay. Okay. Desperate for answers, the family enlisted a slew of experts to investigate. Derek reached out to real-life FBI agent who inspired the character of Clarice Starling in Silence of the Lambs. I remember? Hello, Clarice. I do love that movie. With whom he was on one of the school board of trustees. They also asked a former FBI agent, Robert Lenahan, to do a threat assessment on the letters. His analysis showed that the writer was likely an older person based on the vocabulary and their habit of double spacing after a period. He also concluded that the letter writer did not appear overtly threatening, but their obvious erratic thoughts could suggest unpredictability. Unpredictability sounds pretty damn dangerous to me. Just saying. They also hired the security firm Kroll to look for handwriting matches to the envelopes, but none emerged. All of their efforts came to nothing. Despite having this incredible investigating team, they did not have an answer. Like, no DNA, no digital trace, nada. 
Finally, six months after the first letter came in, Derek and Marie put the house on the market, asking for a little bit more than they had paid since they assumed the renovations would raise the value. What? We're not getting any creepy letters from a, a person. No. Aren't these cabinets amazing? Yeah. <laughs> How about these countertops, huh? No, he hasn't written us three times. No, it's fine. He doesn't know my kids' names. It's cool. Oh, no, the closet space is amazing. However, after they disclosed, you know, they were getting letters from a watcher to potential buyers, of course, all offers fell through. Nobody wants to move in with a creepy guy sending them letters. No, no. Later in 2015, the Broadduses filed a suit against the Woods family for not disclosing to them that they had received the letter from the Watcher before the sale. Which I second that. I'm with them. And I know some people are probably like, they didn't need to disclose it. It wasn't like someone was murdered in the house. Like, you have to disclose a murder. But, I mean, I feel like that's common courtesy to be like, hey, you might get a letter from somebody watching. Just let you know. But in 2017, a New Jersey judge threw out the suit, saying it could set an unreasonable precedent for what sellers would have to disclose. Meanwhile, some in the community started chit-chatting and began to wonder if this family were even getting letters and seeing if they were actually sending them to themselves just to get out of the house that they couldn't afford. In 2016, the Broadduses made a brief effort to have the house torn down and to redevelop a lot. Redevelop the lot. When the planning board met to decide the application in January of 2017, it had devoted a three-hour hearing to this issue. More than a hundred residents showed up. Can you imagine? Three hours for a house. Like, good lord. One of them, this is where the rabbit hole start kind of started, so come with me on this journey. One of them, okay, lived across the street and had a daughter in the same grade as one of their kids. She retained a lawyer to fight their proposal. And of course, their plans did not get approved. I just want you to remember that because I'm going to say some thoughts later. Not long after the planning board's decision, the Broadduses finally got some good news. A family with grown children and two big dogs had agreed to rent out 657 Boulevard on the condition that they could move out if another letter arrived. I think that's brilliantly smart. I would definitely have put that in my contract. Two weeks after the renters moved in, what happened, guys? They got another letter. From the watcher, this time it was addressed to the vile and spiteful Derek and his wench of a wife, Marie. The letter continued. You wonder who the Watcher is? Turn around, idiots. Maybe you even spoke to me. One of the so-called neighbors who has no idea who the Watcher could be. Or maybe you do know, and you are too scared to tell anyone. Good move. 657 Boulevard survived your attempted assault and stood strong with its army of supporters, barricading its gates. My soldiers of the Boulevard followed my orders to a T. They carried out their mission and saved the soul of 657 Boulevard with my orders. All hail the Watcher. Maybe a car accident. Maybe a fire. 
Maybe something as simple as a mild illness that never seems to go away, but makes you feel sick day after day after day after day. Maybe the mysterious death of a pet. Loved ones suddenly die. Planes and cars and bicycles crash. Bones break. You are despised by the house, and the watcher won. The renters agreed to stay after that as long as more cameras were installed. Those people, right on. I would have left immediately. Honey, honey, yeah, letter came in. Get your suitcase. No, 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 no. Grab your bags. We're leaving. The police also investigated the letter and found no fingerprints, no digital trail, no evidence to place a suspect at the scene of the crime. The Watcher could have literally been anyone. Anyone. They had neighbors, just like in the show, that would watch their house on lawn chairs. One of their kids had married a man who grew up in all of the places, 657 Boulevard. But of course, this bits of information could mean everything or nothing, depending on how hard you looked at him. Another thing that happened in the show was the husband, Derek, did send letters to neighbors, signing them friends of the Broadus family. Because he was fed up with everything happening to his family and wanted to give his neighbors a scare, like he had been. He's like, you guys are claiming that I am making all this stuff up. How would you like it? Do you like this? Take that, Muriel. Yeah, doesn't feel... Do you feel safe? Because I don't. The Watcher had been obsessed with 657 Boulevard, and Derek became obsessed with The Watcher, and all the letters just set everything in motion. After years on the market, The Watcher House finally did sell into in 2019, with The Broadduses taking a $440,000 loss. The new owners have not received any letters, and the mysterious case of The Watcher still remains unsolved okay so we can go into my theories because i need to get this out out of this rabbit hole and also welcome to my show okay the lady who showed up with a lawyer i know people are probably like it's probably to defend her property and her property value yes but like no one else did no one else thought of that but she was the only one interesting interesting and it did say it was Sealed from a woman. She's a mom. She's older, so... I don't know. The neighbors, I mean... I think... Like the show... And now my thoughts, because... I've been down this rabbit hole, and also... Welcome to my show. Okay. So the woman who obtained a lawyer at their board meeting for them to redevelop the lot, I definitely think is a suspect. I know some of you are probably like, it's because she's got a lawyer to defend her property value and whatever. Nobody else did that. And also the envelope was sealed from a woman's DNA. She's an older mom, older vocabulary, so it could have been her. The show had all the neighbors in a suspected cult. I don't think that's the case here, but I do think that the town is kind of shady and kind of covering some stuff up, for sure. 
because they all seem to turn on this family pretty darn quickly. I mean, if your neighbor told you they're getting harassing letters, I think you'd be concerned about it just to, you know, in case you got one and it's neighborly, but that's just me. That's just me. I'm going to continue going down this rabbit hole until I figured it out. This has been my, my weekend obsession. But that, my friends, is the story of Marie and Derek Broadus and The Watcher. Thank you all so much for joining me. I am Marissa Blackwood, and don't forget to tune in next week for a new All Things Murder, if you dare.